Yo, 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 it's your boy Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk, back for yet another awesome show. There are some shows that everyone has seen and some shows that people haven't. I'm just trying to do my best to bridge the gap, a little column A and a little column B. If this is your first time listening, just so you know, this is my list, nobody else's, just kind of some things that I've watched, um, and it's based off of that. So, now that the foundations have been set, let's get to it. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again. No white vans, but I got some uh, Dear Santa, I can explain, Christmas pants on today. Um, Back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Uh, Today, I'm going to actually be recording a podcast with uh, my good buddy, Shaman, here. Um, Shaman, you're calling, you're uh, on the, you have a podcast, correct? Yeah, that's it. Uh, No Room to Talk podcast. Um, It comes out every Wednesday. Y'all can check that out. You know, there's a bunch of just crazy nonsense, off the wall type of behavior. Cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. So I got Shaman on here, man. So we're going to have a have a joint collaboration podcast today. And today we're going to be talking through some of the, we're going to call it Retro Monday. Um, so it's going to be some of the dope animes that we watched from the 90s. Um, so we got a couple that we're going to talk through. Um, but before we get into it, as always, um, and I know that Shaman can probably appreciate this sentiment as well, man. Thank you guys for listening and all the, all the, listens that you guys give and all the shares that you guys do for the show without you guys it's not really it's not really as fun or rewarding wouldn't you say that man absolutely like that's like it's the main reason that you um you know you put the time in to do these podcasts because like you really it's not so much just for yourself it's like for the people out there so you try to put out you know the best product that you can um because you know anytime that somebody like appreciates the stuff that you do you know you just feel it and you want to just do better and you know like i said all the praise goes to the people out there listening yeah, man, for sure. And like I said, it, it, like you said, you hit that right on the head, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like I think I think sometimes we get caught up in the numbers, but I know sometimes I post an episode and I'd be like, man, just the simple fact that, you know, like I post an episode at midnight because, you know, my episodes go up at midnight. So just simple fact I wake up at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and I got like three listens. I'd be like, bro, like that's that's dedication right there because it's only been up for seven hours and three people already listened. So. Sure, absolutely. Like the, the craziest thing is when you actually can, you know, I, I look and I see like the number of countries of people that are listening and I'm like yo there's somebody in France listening to this like what do you like thank you hey shout out to you (laughs) yep exactly exactly man um if you guys aren't already following my show on social media, you can find me uh, on Twitter and IG at Anime Talk 12. Where can they find you? Okay, you know, uh, you can find me. Uh, we have the uh, No Room to Talk fan page that's on Facebook. Uh, you can check me out. Um, you can hit my, my, my Facebook, my Instagram, uh, you know, all day, Shay. Uh, check that out if you want to have questions, want to hit me up with things about the, the podcast. Uh, look for me there. Uh, I got a couple things up in the works. Uh, I will be making that known on my podcast, so stay tuned for that. Cool, cool, man. Hey, I'm just trying to, you know, what I'm saying, I'm trying to make sure that we drive in, we're driving and directing some traffic, man. Your way, because, like I said, I appreciate you jumping on. Um, as far as any updates or anything like that for my show uh, this week, no real big updates. Um, I think I did some, I did, I did some big updates last. Uh, 
last week and the week before. So no big updates regarding any anything. But of course, you want to make sure that you follow us on those social media handles. So that way, you know what I'm saying? You can find out exactly what we got going on. And like you said, Shaman, some updates and, and new things that are coming your their way, you know, your podcast listeners way. So um um, as always, for me specifically, and I'm pretty sure the Shaman has the same, uh, has the same, what's called the same sentiment, but um, reach out to me, man. Let me know how you feel. Let me know if you like the episode, if you dislike an episode, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you like, man, that was stupid. If you like, man, what was you talking about? Like, let me know. You know, I'm, I'm one of them type of people. I love interacting with my fans. So, um, so as always, there may be some spoilers. These are some older shows. So these are 90s shows. So, I mean, hopefully if you're an anime fan out there and you're listening to this, you've already watched this. If you're a new anime fan and you're just now kind of getting into it, um, just know that there may be some spoilers here. We'll try our best not to really spoil too, too much, but um, just know that spoilers may be here. I just want to give that disclaimer as always. So the first part of this, if you guys have listened to um, my end of year podcast, you would know that the way that we're going to do this is a similar agenda. So we're going to kind of come into it. It's going to obviously be free flowing. I don't want to lock us down to any kind of restraints or anything like that, but um, we're going to kind of go in, talk through some interview questions, get to know the, the producer behind the podcast. Then we're going to take a short little break and then we'll come back in. We'll just start knocking out some reviews and things like that for, uh, for these shows that we decided to pick. You good with that? Oh, hey, sounds good to me, man. All right, man. So first and foremost, man. So name the first podcast or name the first anime that you've watched. Um, how were you introduced to it, and how did and how did you fall in love with it? Like, how did you how did you get there? All right, well, so it was, it was kind of like this because, um, like growing up, uh, I was an army brat, so I didn't really spend a whole lot of time in the states. So um, mainly over in Germany, I would see like telecasts of like different places that were um, cartoons, and what I was really turned on to. All right, like, so I'm an older dude, like I'm 43, so I can really go back. Um, I started with the um, the Force Five, you know, the Grandizer, Guy King, uh, the big, you know, Mecha robots, and um, Macross, which at the time was called Robotech. I didn't realize like mm-hmm. Macross was an entire different series that uh, when it got westernized, it got chopped up and um, re sent out there and redubbed and put out as Robotech. Uh, but those were my my first loves. It's like the giant robots. Um, I, as a kid, you know, I, like I would sit in my notepad and I would scribble and draw like uh, the Veritech fighters all day. Uh, and I just loved what I was seeing out of that anime or animation, uh, which it was something a lot different that I could tell that I was getting in like Western type of, uh, you know, the Hanna-Barbera's and the Looney Tunes type thing. It was like, I enjoyed those, but I really was like focused on that uh, Japanese animation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that, man. I mean, those are, and those are, that's a dope show. Like you said, I, I remember Robotech. I do remember Robotech. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm a little bit younger, you know, I'm 31. I'm a little bit younger, but I do remember, um, you know, growing up and I remember seeing Robotech or people talk about Robotech and stuff like that. So, um, so no, that's dope, man. And it's cool. Like you said, I mean, um, you know, the fact that you were, like you said, an army brat, you were kind of moving around, but you were in a totally different country and then discovered animation from another totally different country. <laughs> so that's uh, that's pretty dope that uh, that you were able to get into it that way. Um, so I guess my next question. So what are you watching now? Like, what are you what are you watching? What are you enjoying? What are you excited for? What's what, what you got going on? Uh, well, like uh, right now, what I'm um, mainly like I'm rewatching. Um, 
uh, a lot of bleach, um, watching bleach over again. Um, mainly I'm like doing, like going back in the catalog, watching some older stuff again and rewatching stuff. Cause I just like, I love it so much, even though, uh, I did watch a pretty cool series on Netflix. I don't know if anyone watched it, but the, uh, great pretenders, uh, I thought it was oh, a yeah. really dope, um, type of anime because it's like, it's different from what I normally, uh, go to with like the action and, you know, types of things like that. But I like anime with a story can also be like really good as well. So I try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I just did a, um, I just did a review on the great pretender on my last episode. Um, just some, some, when we were talking about some dope, I, it was a buddy of mine, Rayshawn. Uh, we do, we, we did a couple of, uh, collaborations, but on that end of year, we were talking about dope shows that came out in 2020. And that was definitely on that list, man. I, I love the animation style. I love the, the music. It had like, and I don't know, I don't know how you felt about it, but I remember it had kind of like that, um, like a almost like a cowboy bebop feel like the the music like the jazz you know what i mean like the animation style or not the animation style but like the way that they did the colors because you know cowboy bebop was more dark whereas this one was more like popping like more current colors so it, it but it kind of had that like jazz feel like what would you think yeah, i can i can definitely agree with you on that where it did have that little that uh like the motion and the, the Arts, not so much the true art style, but it did give you like a cowboy bebop vibes and like the music mm-hmm. that was played in the background. It was like really jazzy, really melodic. Uh, it was like, I thought it was a really dope show. But uh, yeah, I can definitely see where you were getting those cowboy vibes by watching uh, The Pretenders. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping, man. I don't know if you like me, man, but I'm I'm ho- I don't know if they because realistically, this is this, and I, I compared this on the show. I compared it to basically like a Ocean's Eleven. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can do you can do like so many seasons of this. So I can't imagine, even though everywhere that I'm seeing, they're saying that it's finished. So I'm I don't know if they're saying like it's finished just because this last season is finished, or if they're saying that it's done as in there's going to be no more seasons. But I just feel like you can. I feel like you can do now. Granted, the last heist that they pulled was kind of big. Like it's kind of tough to to trump that but um but i just feel like it's one of those shows maybe maybe they rushed it a little bit too fast that you could have done like a lot of heists to kind of lead up to like that big one but i think that it's one of those shows that if you're going to do if you decided to do a season three i don't think people would just be mad about it like you could find another heist you can always find another another uh on another come up, I guess you could say another lit. Cause I mean, especially like look at fast and the furious If fast and the furious <laughs> can push out as many movies as they have pushed out. And it's, and it all started with cars. There ain't no way you can tell me that you can't have a show about heist that, you know what I'm saying? That you can't just come up with another heist. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they could come up with something, but like, if you, uh, if you watch past the, um, the end credits, I mean, there was a bit of a cliffhanger there. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I, I, there could be, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, they might be saying that it's done, but I think they may be cooking something in the background. Because, I mean, that show, yep. I think it did, and I think it did really well for Netflix. So I, I think it would be something they would want to, like, come back to. Because, like I said, with the crazy things you could do, I mean, you could just, like, I mean, granted, the last heist was, like, an uber heist. Um, but, you know, you can come up with crazier and crazier type things now. Like, you can, you know, um, like it really that Ocean's Eleven's type deal where you, you know mm-hmm. get the team together, you know, and just uh roll out and come up with something even bigger for the next season. So I'm 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 hoping that it's really not ending because I really enjoyed that uh that series. No, I feel that man. So no, that's that's dope. Um yeah, I, I don't even want to I, I feel like we we jumped in there. I could talk about that <laughs> show all day. But uh anyway, so um 
I guess my third question. So how can you tell if the anime that you're watching is good or not? And how do you build your judgment around it? All right. So uh, normally for me, it's like, uh, all right. So really, it just has to like strike me in the first two to three episodes. Um, like the main character, like I don't like a lot of anime where the main character is like super powered from the jump. I really like, um, I yep. like a lot of like, you know, traditional shonen characters where, you know, uh, he's a bit of aloof, uh, doesn't really see like his inner uh, abilities. And he has the, there's, you know, he has to grow in order to get become, you know, the main protagonist of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's usually what I, what I'm into. Uh, or just a deep story where I can actually see like, Hey, they're, they're going somewhere here. Um, like, uh, again, I said, hate to jump all over Netflix, but, um, Erased. Uh, Erased was a really, mm-hmm. really good show um, that I I didn't expect, and it just caught me by like that second episode um, by building, you know, that inner struggle inside the character and seeing what they were doing to to build that whole, you know, that story arc. Um, and usually, like I said, I usually I can tell within like the first three episodes whether or not uh, I'm really going to like this show. Uh, I hate annoying characters, like annoying characters. Mm-hmm. Annoying yeah, characters. we we right there. We right there on that one. Uh, annoying characters will kill a series for you. Like uh, I just and all right. So I know it's the the great uh, anime debate: uh, subs or dubs. I'm a dub guy. Like I'm 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 not. I'm gonna turn my nose up at subs, but I li- I like a good dub anime. And if you voice cast the wrong person. Uh, for your redub, uh, that that usually kills it for me. See, you say that we had this conversation our first call, so we I knew that this was going to come up at some point. <laughs> um, but you say that, and I, for all the for all the anime talkians or whatever y'all want to call yourselves, the the groupies that follow the show, the fans that follow the show, uh, I, I I stand true to this true otaku spirit. Okay, I am completely I am completely subbed. <laughs> Give me subbed all day. Uh, but I will say this: I will say I can agree with the dub uh, sentiment though because. Um, and we talked about this when we when we had our first call. It's it's Goku. Like literally every single time that I come down and I say, "Hey, sub versus dub." The first anime that I always use as an example is Dragon Ball Z because Dragon Ball Z Goku dubbed is it like you know what i'm saying like this dude is you know what i'm saying he is he's there he's talking he's all good or whatever you know he's a normal person i'm okay with it <laughs> but when you think about a a a, a, a subbed <laughs> version of that show i'm like you know what when he does that i'm like you know what i can't do it man like he sound like a he sound like a like a seven-year-old with a mouthful of marshmallows man i can't i can't i can't do it so there are certain shows that i'm you know that i can do it with but but to your point um like when we were kind of talking about and joke about it or talking about it earlier Cowboy Bebop. I mean, anytime that you can listen to, like, I love Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom is probably one of my favorite Absolutely. voice Absolutely. actors, um, hands down. So anytime that I have an opportunity to listen to him and his element and hear him talk, like, I'm always going to watch a dub version of that show. Like, I don't even care if I love the sub version of, like, if I like both of them, if it, if it has Steve Bloom or it has, like, an iconic voice character that I enjoy, I will literally watch the dub just for, you know, just for that, like, uh, Yu Yu Hawk Show. I love Yu Yu Hawk Show. 
But with Yu Yu Hakusho, and I know we're going to kind of get to that a little bit later, but Yu Yu Hakusho is case in point. Like, I love the dub version of that just to hear Kuwabara, to hear the way that Yusuke talks, to hear that everybody talks and they speak in a way that you're like, cool, like, it, it right. fits. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate the ones that it's like a far fetch. Like, it's like a, you know, like you're watching the show and you're like, okay, cool. Let me put on a dub version of this show. And it's just completely out there. You're like, okay, first of all, you sound nothing like yourself. <laughs> um, you don't, you don't even sound like a, like this 18 year old boy. Like you sound like a, you know, like a 35 year old grizzled vet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I agree. Uh, but I just wanted to put that out there. I'm subbed all day. Team subbed unless Steve Bloom or somebody that I like is doing the voice. Like, um, just like over the time, like, I've come really accustomed to, um, and I'm pretty sure the anime purists out there are going to say he's overused, but uh, Johnny Young Bosch, like he's like every like like shonen character that's, that's mm-hmm. ever been out there, and I get it. Uh, the man does work, so I mean he's out there. So yeah, yeah. It, it, can get a little, you know, run down by hearing the same voice actors over and over again. So, um, but in some cases, it's just, it, it, it works for me. It's like, I think it's probably because, like, that was my first real introduction to anime. Like, it's always been uh, dubbed. Uh, except for, like, some of the real older stuff that I used to get into, like the uh, like the Lupin movies yeah. and uh, the Lupin series. I always watch those, so... Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it, like I said, it's a matter of taste. So please, uh, you know, anime fans, don't come at me. <laughs> but I'm a dumb guy. Gotcha. 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 Uh, I think there's room in the world for both of us. You know what I'm saying? For, for both, for both people, uh, for sure. Uh, I'm not going, I'm not saying one is better than the other. Um, so my next question is, so how far do you usually go when supporting anime? Like besides, you know, if you talk about it on a podcast or anything like that, but like, like do you go out, do you buy like figurines, uh, merch like, and stuff like that? I have in, uh, in my little man cave right now, I have posters of like banners, Attack on Titan. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I've just recently, well not recently, probably over the last two years, I've gotten to building um, Gunpla. So I, I have over... 30 uh, different Gundam statues in, in my room right now. I've got, you know, Dragon Ball Z mugs and glasses, bobbleheads. So and anytime I get to talk about anime out there, like, you know, in the, in the world, like I'm praising anime, like trying to get more and more people to, to watch it because um, to me, it's not just uh, cartoons. Um, anime is mm-hmm. much deeper than what you get here in Western uh, cartoons like there are mm-hmm. stories there are, you know real evils real you know hope real struggles uh, that these characters go through and, and in my opinion I, I try to tell people I think anime as far as stories have been way stronger than a lot of you know serialized stuff that's been going on here in the states like I would always watch anime mm-hmm. over a lot of the serialized dramas here become like these characters are so much deeper and they vary and they go through so many different things. That you, and also these are things that they don't really touch on here uh, in the States as far as their shows. And you can't go as deep as you mm-hmm. can as far as like with animation that you can like, you know, using real live actors. So that's why I've always really had a strong you know, love for um, anime. 
Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%, man. I, and I, I tell people all the time, and I was on another podcast talking about the same thing. I was like, do anime touches, anime is, is dope in the sense that it can, it can touch, it can touch the, the taboo void. Like, you know, there are so many, there are so many shows, there's so many things that you can watch, like in real world TV. And it's like, that's, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's, if, you know, if you, like doctors shows or you like you know dating shows and things like that like bachelorette and all that good stuff i'm like that's that's cool but i always draw the comparison anytime that i talk about anime to people who love ha- like uh lord of the rings right. or harry potter like I, I i love i love harry potter i wasn't a big lord of the rings type guy but i love harry potter like i can literally sit down and watch harry i'll probably watch <laughs> harry potter today after we get done recording this podcast uh, i can watch it at any time but it's just so interesting to me that so many people were so tough off of harry potter and this supernatural and magical world that even disneyland went out of their way it was not disneyland it's universal yeah, yeah. studios whichever one it's at but you went so far as to go and build out this magical world and let people think that they're wizards and all this other type of stuff. But it's like then you can you can watch an anime, an anime that's about you know that's about a a, a totally different world about a you know about them being a mage or about them. And it's like you know what? I can't watch that. How can you stomach this? It's like hold on. So because. You- because David Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe is over here, you know what I'm saying? As Harry Potter, you can you can accept that, you know what I mean? But you can't watch you like you said, you can't watch some of these some of these dope shows that have deep storyline. Um, and you know one of my one of my biggest um things on my show that I'm I'm combating constantly is the bias that all anime is hentai because everyone automatically assumes that when you say that you watch anime, people automatically assume or ask that question. I'm sure you've been, you've been either approached by it or, or somebody says something to you like, Oh, you'd be watching the anime porn stuff. And it's like, that is not anime. Like that is a form of an animation style. Yes, that is, that is true, but it is not all of anime. Like all of anime is not girls walking around with big breasts, you know what I'm saying, and big butts and overly accentuated sexual, you know, situations. Now, there is a lot of it there. I will admit that there's a lot of that there, but that's more so, that's more fan service. It's, it's, it's what, what producers or what studios think that everybody wants to see. And it's like, I'm not, now, granted, like, prison, prison school, okay, <laughs> prison school versus like a bleach or something like that with uh with with Momo like that's a or not Momo but uh what's her name yeah. um Rangiku or whatever her name yeah is. Matsumoto yeah um now those are two different those are two different you know the branches to the same tree now i'm gonna say that you know what i'm saying that there's some similarities there but prison school is specifically set up for people who have a hentai fetish like a, a you have a you have a mindset to say hey you know what this is what i want to see when i watch my show but you can't compare that to you know what i'm saying to bleach so i think that's the that's the bias that i'm also trying to trying to break away from that do you know that stigma that's unfortunately placed on this animation style um because everyone just automatically assumes that if you watch this like because you watch dragon ball you watch anime porn it's like those two do not equate because that's like me saying because you watch because you watch old yeller you know what i'm saying that you like you like um you like i don't know i, I don't even know but you know what i'm saying like you're trying to compare you're trying to compare no, and oranges. because um it People want to like discredit it because it is animation, so that's like the first thing they go to. Like mm-hmm. I've had conversations where uh, I've described Urasaka's um, monster to people. I didn't tell them it was anime. I just explained the plot, 
with mm-hmm. the guard. And they're like, oh, that is really interesting. I, w- I want to see it. And then I tell them that, hey, there's an anime. And they look at me weird. And I was like, no, like, look, you can still get deep story from the, and it's mm-hmm. not always, and I get it. If you're not into, you know, knights or orcs or ships or zombies or, you know, if you can go, like, the thing that I love so much about, um, and I believe, like, I'm straight, I've been uh, a fan of Asian, mainly Japanese culture since, you know, I was a small child. And uh, it, there's what it brings, what it tells me is like there, there's so much like rich history because, you know, you have the feudal times where you have, you know, you have the feudal lords, mm-hmm. samurais, ninja, and then the technical, which I, I think really mainly happened after uh, World War II. Um, what those people had to like pull themselves out of. So they're always on the cutting edge of thought of what can be like the next step. And that's where I think mm-hmm. all this comes from. And it derives from, you know, that basic instinct of we have to like get better, evolve, get better, evolve. What is and molding the two of like, you know, physical world and nature and all those things together. And that's why you get such a diverse, you know, palette of different kinds of stories uh, coming out of that, that area. So um, I just tell people like, yeah, I get it. Look, we all know Japan can be a little strange, like, (laughs) but I think like that's everywhere. I think we all have a little strange and, you know, and that's just like Mm -hmm. a small sliver of like, you know, the bigger uh, thing when it comes to anime. So yeah. Is there tentacle porn out there? Yeah, of course there is just like there's regular porn out there, but you can't just say, mm-hmm. you know, one makes the other. It's like, no, there's two separate things, you know. Yep. Yeah. I agree 100%, man. 100%. Um, yeah, 100% on that one. But, yeah, it's it's just funny, like you said, and, and to your point, it's funny. You bring up a you bring up a show and you start talking about the description to a show and people are like, oh, my gosh, like, dope, dude, that is that is dope. Like, I tell people all the time about, um, like, one of my, one of my friends, he uh here recently we were talking about um a couple different shows and we were talking about what is it uh uh, uh the alice and allison yeah borderland <laughs> I, I was about to say wonderland i was like nope that is definitely the actual movie but alice in borderland and we were talking about that and i was like dude you should watch it and he was like man all right dude i'll watch it and i didn't but i didn't tell him because you know that's yeah. based off of an actual manga um, and so I didn't tell him that part, but he watched it and watched it. He watched through the whole thing and was like, dude, like that was dope as hell. Like when are they going to do more? And I was like, you just watched the manga. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, right there, like just the simple fact that I told you about the show and you went back into it and you watched this. This was part of This was part of the, the anime culture because I mean, everyone knows that, well, everyone will, will ship anime and manga together in that same vein. Now, some people do watch anime. Some people don't read manga. I'm one of those people. I'm not a big manga reader. Like if it's one that sucks me in, like I love Gangsta, the, the, the show, the anime. So with Gangsta, I went back in and I bought all the manga. I absolutely love that show. And I watched, I read like, you know, some of Fire Force and some of a di- you know some different ones like one-offs but um, i'm not a big big manga fan but a lot of people that are manga fans you know they always they and it's almost like that internal feud it's almost like a civil war we're both under the same you know uh it's it, we're both under the same vein under the same umbrella of you know what i'm saying enjoying that otaku spirit but you know what i'm saying it's 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 the xbox versus pc type thing or 
Xbox and PlayStation type thing. Like yeah. you, uh, you know, like I'm an anime fan. It's like, okay, you like anime, do. But if you read manga, you'd be so much further advanced. It's like I don't, I don't really, I don't really care. Like to just sit down and and to me, really, really, what it boils down to is the price. Like if manga was no was not so expensive, I know people are like, oh, well, you can get like a Viz account or you can go read it over here or this link or something like that. And I'm like, cool. But it's not the same. If I'm gonna watch, if I'm gonna read it on exactly. a computer, I might as well just watch the show. Like if I want. If I want a manga, I want to be able to have a book in my hand. And you see all those pictures of like people who have whole libraries of just manga. And I'm like, if each one of those, because I know if each one of those costs anywhere between 13 to 16, 18 dollars at max. And you have a whole volume like you have a 100 plus volumes of this. Where is your money spent? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm I, I'm not frugal by any means necessary. If I like it, I'll go get it. But I'm just saying, like, I can think of a lot of other things that I could potentially do with $1,300. You know what I mean? Like, then just buying some books that you can't. And which, what's the resale value? Because I ain't never heard nobody that's just out here flipping uh, manga on, <laughs> on, you know, StockX or something like that. Like, so I don't know what the resale value no, and, for manga and that's is. The, it's the craziest thing. Um, like, it's, it's one of the things I, I've, I've learned now. So it's just like every... I uh, know everybody is looking has a like a subset and a purist and like oh if if you don't do it this way then you're not doing it the right way and, and, and that's sort of one thing like with all mm-hmm. like all fandom it you know everybody everybody comes to these different things looking for you know some kind of acceptance some kind of belonging and the sad thing about it is when you find these places then the people in these places create their own you know like you know cool kids table. And it's so weird. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like we all tried to find anything because, you know, we were a little off trying to find, you know, what made us fit in our, you know, social groups. And once you find that, then you like, mm-hmm. okay, now that I have a social group, I'm going to start excluding people. Like, like I don't understand, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, like that mentality. And um, so I've always said, like, hey, if you're anime, you're manga, like, we're all otaku, like that's like we're here for the same thing. Like we love the same stuff. We may not, uh, you know, receive it um, the same way, but you know, we're still here for the same love. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree, man. Um, so, I guess the next question. Um, so, name your top three anime characters. Um, yeah, so name your, I guess, name your, your top three, and then I'll, I'll ask a follow-up um, question behind that. In no that. particular order, um, it'd be Edward Elric. Um, uh, I just love that character. Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, he's the full metal alchemist. Uh, just the way that he, he is the badass of the show, but he's never given, like, total respect to that. And uh, they always think that, you know, Elfons, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is the real full metal because you know he's he's a suit of armor so you would think if someone was called full metal it must be this guy that's suit of armor so uh, i love the way mm-hmm. they play that up um vegeta dragon ball series uh even though like he's always been getting dragged <laughs> i mean in every possible way by goku uh it's just his mm-hmm. the art from being you know goku's biggest nemesis to them being his best rival, you know, uh, from a, a friend standpoint, uh, and to to see him actually grow and change, 
and go from the person who cared about nothing but himself to actually now starting to feel and care about the people that are closest to him. So his, his, his entire art transformation mm-hmm. and Vegeta's always just been a badass to me. And my number three is uh, Kenpachi uh, from the Bleach series. I, <laughs> Kenpachi was just like mm. the first moment I saw him on the series, I was like, yo, he's nothing like the other Soul Reapers. Like he could care less. Like his, his cape is tattered. His sword is chipped all to hell. Uh, he's got that, you know, that badass eye patch with the dope hair, like, and like, and he, and he feared nobody. Mm-hmm. And he basically like shackled himself mm-hmm. from releasing his like his total power with his eye patch. So that that right there was like, okay, mm-hmm. this this is that dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are three heavy hitters, man. Three. Those are three heavy hitters. But I mean, really, really dope ones. You know, and. And I would say I, I I agree with your list. I think that um, I think where I think it's it's interesting to hear you say that because where where I deviate right. So if I was going to do the same shows, where I deviate is I like like love like you say I love Ed to to death. But I think in that series, like the, because he's the one off character. Because I mean everybody loves him anyway. Just nobody nobody really gives him all the props that he deserves to me. Man, I think Major Armstrong was dope. Like I loved Major Armstrong. Like people are like oh man, you know like he's just this muscle. But I'm like yeah, he's 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 a muscle head. But bro, like this man, like between he like again. I'm not excluding Ed by any means. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm more so agreeing that he's probably number one. But like after that, like yeah. to me, it's Major Hughes, Major Hughes, and Major Armstrong. Like kind of like right there, like neck and neck. Like if if I was to give if I was to give Ed like a ten, like Major Hughes and and Major Hughes is probably like a nine point eight. And then I say like Major Armstrong is like a nine point nine, and I I probably say Colonel Mustang is probably like a nine point seven. But they they're all like you know what I'm saying right there. But uh, but I mean I don't I just don't think that people gave like Major Armstrong enough enough uh, enough like praise. Like this man has an Armstrong uh, <laughs> technique that has been handed down from generation to generation. Okay, um, so. I can I can uh, I can say that I like that uh, Dragon Ball. I, I definitely agree with Vegeta. Vegeta and and I, I was talking to somebody um, literally on Twitter yesterday about this. Was um, you know that the rumor is, um, and obviously we all know how rumors are. And based on the the way that Dragon Ball Z is is uh, set up, I doubt highly that this is going to be the case. But you know the rumor for the for the new season when Super comes back is that Vegeta is supposed to finally. Um, He's he's going to surpass Goku. Finally, they're going to give Vegeta the, the I, ability that Goku I, can't get. That's going to be. <laughs> so that's the and the reason why I say in typical Dragon Ball Z fashion, and this is where the conversation started uh, when I was talking to 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 this lady on uh, on Twitter was we were talking about Gohan and how they diminished yeah. Gohan so tough in that show, uh, and I mean because. Everyone know. Everyone knows. I don't care what anybody say. I don't care if you're a Dragon Ball Z purist. If you're if you're a DBZ Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Kai, or you're a DBZ Kai. You're a Dragon Ball GT. You're a Dragon Ball Super. I don't care who you are. Everyone knows, hands down, that Teen Gohan 
was the man. Like Team Gohan, there will never be to me, and maybe it's just me, but to me, there will never be anybody harder than Team Gohan. And it's the close second right. is probably Future Trunks. But but Team Gohan, like Team Gohan took down Cell by himself. Like by himself. His dad ended up passing away by, by fighting this man. But he took this man down by himself, controlled a Kamehameha way that hand. was stronger than his dad could have ever made. Yeah, with one hand. And then you turn around and you made this nah, man I, into the great Saiyan man. They, Come they, on they, now. They Gohan dirty. Come on. Uh, and super. I, I, I get it. You know, he, he's family man now, but you're still the like you're the firstborn of Goku. Like you are, you are still the man. You know, what I mean? man. How's Go? How's How's Goten stronger than him? Like that don't even make no sense. Like Goten is the is the baby at this point, and this man out here stronger than Gohan. That Gohan at one point, like think about all the transformations that he went through. And I know this is this is completely off topic, but think about all the transformations he went through. You had. Young Gohan, you know what I'm saying? When well, he had the bowl cut and all he could do was the Masinko, which shout out to the Masinko because the Masinko was that move. Um, but you had you had the young Gohan. Then you had the whole situation where he was fighting with yep. Nappa and he ended up getting his butt, you know, kicked. Um, then you turned around. He trained with Piccolo. So your dad didn't even train you. Like literally Goku was like, hey, Piccolo. Like, and shout out to Piccolo. Piccolo is the the OG black character. Like, I don't care what nobody says. Like, Piccolo is OG black. He has a True. black card True. and he can come to any barbecue. Like off rip. He can come to any barbecue. Um, and a simple fact, this man stepped in and raised his son. Um, but you turned around, you went through Teen Gohan phase. Piccolo trains you. You got through all of this beat cell or whatever. Then after that, you end up going and you you training with Supreme Kai's. Like you out here getting training from from the, from the best of the best. Like and now that that's canon with Dragon Ball Super. Like we know that these are literally people who are the 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 yin and yang of the universe. So you train with them, got armor, got, you know what I'm saying? All of this stuff, like got all this power. And then what they did was they turn around, let you meet Videl, y'all fall in love. And all of a sudden it's, you know, you know, I'm just going to go back to school. Um, I'm going to get an education. I'm going to be a teacher. We're going to have a daughter and we're just going to enjoy our lives. Like, <laughs> hold on, what? Like, cause the room, you know, the rumor was, is that Gohan was supposed to be the super Saiyan God when they first did in a, in the movie, um, he was supposed to be the one that was supposed to inherit the ability. But of course, in typical fashion, they gave everything to Goku. That's the reason why Goku has Super Saiyan Blue first. There's a reason why he had Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 3, why he had uh, Ultra Instinct. You know what I'm saying? Like He got all of these abilities. It's like, bro, Goku is the most annoying character. And if you if you go back and you watch Brawly, love the Super Brawly movie, the new Brawly movie. Um, if you go back in and you watch that, Vegeta was struggling yeah. with this man in his Super Saiyan form, and Goku sent to the fight in his base no, no, form, no. and it's like, "Hey, let's fight!" No, my guy, you, you are not this guy. Like, you cannot jump up in here, and then he's sitting here jumping, you know, doing jumping jacks and taking off his jacket. Like, oh yeah, man, come on, let's go, bruh. You and this two piece and a biscuit, boy. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like, and that's why Brawly came up in there, and wrecked your whole life. Like, I, he be, he's just, I don't, and I don't know if they make him, because, because you can't have two. And to your, your, to your point earlier about the good versus bad, you can't have two struggles. You can't be dumb and aloof, but at the same time also be the strongest <laughs> character ever. Like, you can't be both of these. Like, you can't. 
can't be oblivious to what's around you. Like, that's the one thing I will say about, like, Saitama. Like, that's what I love about One Punch Man. Even though exactly. he's not dumb, dude just don't care about nothing. Like, he's like, I'm strong. I literally, there's nothing out here that's going to be able to stop me. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm hoping that I do find uh, somebody who can beat me. Like, I, I don't care about this, this, these fighting little weak people. But Goku is the complete opposite. It's like I'm done, but at the same time, you know what? Like, but I'm strong. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to fight me, I mean, I'm gonna start off base form, and we're gonna see how it goes. But you know, I'm gonna win. And I, I like, I don't like the, all, the way he did, did my boy Gohan. Like, so and that's like the. I think that's probably the reason that I like Vegeta so much because you already know, like, they're going to give the bag to Goku, like, no matter what. Like, Goku, like, Vegeta is going to struggle. Like, that's going to be his thing, like, no matter what. Like, even when he achieves a new level, it's like Goku is like, hold on, hold my beer, takes one more step in front of him. He's like, wait a minute, he just got here. Yep. <laughs> and Goku just advances again. I'm like, like yep. come on. But, um, Again, though, Vegeta is just Vegeta will always be that dog. Like he's like always ready. You know, he's that dude that you can call mm-hmm. up at, like one o'clock in the morning. Like you ain't even got to explain. He's like, "Yo, I'm in the car." Like that's that's Vegeta right there. You know. Yep. Agree. Um, and the simple fact of, you know, and now you add the, the, and I think what makes him even stronger now is that love, the love uh, relationship, the romantic relationship that they're now giving him yeah, these yeah, human yeah, emotions yeah. with Boma um, and, and Bulla. Cause I mean, realistically, I mean, like Trunks, he ain't really worried about, cause he already know, I mean, you already met Trunks, so you know what's going to happen with Trunks. So with like Bulla and, and with Boma, it's like, all right, yo, hold on. Like this is, you know, what I'm saying, like even in even in the movie with um Lord Beerus and them, like when Beerus came over there and was talking stuff to to Boma, like he was like, yeah. "Yo, all right, all right," you know what I'm saying? Like I know that you're out of destruction, bro, but you know what I'm saying? You come over here, you keep talking reckless to my girl like this, and you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to power up and show you. And and I'm I'm sorry, and I know I'm jumping, but bro, this man is the king okay. of Saiyans. Not the prince no more, because you know the king ain't there. So he is the king of Saiyans, has royal blood flowing through his veins, but he still somehow is second to a warrior, like to a to a to a to a, to a soldier out here in the field. Like Bardock was not the general of the army. Like this man, not he wasn't. He was he was maybe a lieutenant, maybe a captain somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But he wasn't no. He wasn't just a general over the whole military, like second to to prince uh, to King Vegeta, like. Ugh, don't even get me started on that. Hey, don't, I, I got mad. I got frustrated. Forgot my question. Uh, got me upset out here. But I ain't going to say nothing about Bleach because I love uh, Kenpachi. But I think my, my second one or my close favorite behind him would probably be uh, uh, okay. what's his name? Uh, Mayuri. Uh, yeah. the, the, science, uh, the science dude. Uh, I I just love his character. Like the the face paint, he's got that weird, like menacing vibe. You don't know if he's a good dude or if he's a bad dude. And uh and you know, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna spoil it, but you if you 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 are rewatching this, so you probably remember, but you remember the arc where, you know what I'm saying, they found we found out what he, you know, him and his, the relationship yeah. between him who's lieutenant, you know what I mean? So, you know. Uh, they have a very interesting dynamic. I'm going to put that out there and just leave that for the fans. I suggest you go watch the show because they have a very interesting dynamic. But his his Bankai, like Ashijigu, yeah. like that that Bankai is dope. Like um, the big screaming caterpillar. I, I always <laughs> describe it as that the screaming caterpillar with poison. But uh, 
but it's it's really dope um and i like the fact that he's kind of modified his body to where you know he can do a lot of things with within his own you know his own body so i think that's pretty dope um so let me ask i think i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask yeah two more i got two more questions and then we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back like do these uh these reviews man um so um my first question or my next question would be um so which which anime series do you want to recommend for a newbie like what do you suggest that a newbie who's just not getting the the little weeb legs standing up you know i'm saying shaking what do you suggest that they they, uh, take a watch when i I tell people is um definitely watch uh full metal alchemist um i think it's it's a it's Mm -hmm. lighthearted enough where you it like it gets you from like you know it's bright colors but i think it's got a lot of depth in the story that once you actually start getting invested in the characters uh mm-hmm. you really want to be there uh and if you if it's somebody who like really if i really like if i can tell like okay this person is probably looking for something like really deep they like like dark stuff uh i would definitely say death note um Death Note, and I, I get it. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a big swing between those two, <laughs> but those, mm-hmm. those, those are yeah, definitely night and day. Literally, they <laughs> always go back to. So I can always go back. And granted, um, Netflix bastardized uh, <laughs> Death Note with that uh, live action, but like I, I don't even know what they were like. Mm-hmm. I if I could just real quick. Um, Hollywood, just stop. Stop trying mm-hmm. to make live action movies from anime. Uh, you can't condense a mm-hmm. 26, a 72, a 100 plus episode series down into two hours. It's, you just can't do it. You don't have enough time to build characters. You don't have mm-hmm. enough time to invest in those characters and their story arcs in order for you to do that in two and a half hours. It's, it's not going to happen. Can I can I insert some real quick? Unless <laughs> unless it's Ghost in the Shell, because please give me more Scarlett Johansson in that tight ass suit. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I just had to I just had to put that I just had to put that out there. If you gonna cast Scarlett Johansson in any of the movies live action? I'm here for it. As long as it ain't Dragon Ball or it's, or it's something and, and else. Knew, okay, I'm go ahead. I, I just had to put that part uh, in there. Cool. We're gonna jump into it uh, a little bit, but they're also trying to do a live action Cowboy Bebop. Uh, series. Granted, they're going to do a series. I'm, I'm very frightful mm-hmm. uh, for this to happen. However, we shall see what happens. Um, but yeah, those are those are definitely two. Um, yeah, two animated. I was like, hey, um, if you're into it, you want to check it out. Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, Death. Um, also into um, My Hero Academia. Uh, it's another like a really great show. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's got levels to it, but it's also kind of like it's got that like cute side to it too. Because I know like a lot of people are like, hey, um, so stuff yeah. like that, or or anything from Studio Ghibli. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's it. That's a good. Uh, point. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, no, those are those are dope uh dope yeah dope uh um uh, uh suggestions i i wish i remember when i first because the first anime i ever got into was bleach that was the first one i really just watched watched all the way through um 
but I remember when I first, I remember when I first started, like, I remember, I remember the second show that I got into right after that was, yeah. it, I, it was Berserk and I jumped in, I fell into Berserk by chance. And I was like, you know what? Like there is no happiness left in the world. Like after watching that show, like even to this day, I still haven't finished Berserk. I'm going to be 100% honest about it. When I finish it, I will give a review on it. But still to this day, like I can watch maybe three episodes of Berserk Tops and then I have to go find some. Like I need to go find Sesame Street. I need to go find some happy place. You know what I'm saying? To to pull myself out of out of this dark no, hole of depression that that show puts after me watching. into. And, um, and I'm telling you, like once you get to the and you will definitely like you you wanna you know you'll watch like samurai pizza cats uh, on loot or something <laughs> man I'm telling you, like, I, yeah. So I'm, I'm still, I'm still chugging through that. I may pick that up. Uh, may pick that up too. But um, um. So the last question I have before we take a quick break, man, is um. What made you decide to launch your podcast specifically? Like you, you, at, you sat down one morning and said, "Hey, you know uh, what? I'm going to do this like because I'm, I'm always, of like, this." Um, like I've given people like advice. I've uh, had like uh, goofy, uh, sometimes dark sense of humor, and I, I got a lot of ideas and stuff trapped up in my head. And I was like, you know what? Let's do a podcast. Let's just get out there speak your mind, say whatever, see what, like, you know, just find an outlet uh, for these ideas that you have. And um, that was really, uh, really the starting uh, for me to come up with the idea to do a podcast. And I just, and plus with everything that's going on in the world right now, like, hey, there's no better time than just saying, let's do it. Let's go build something. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're not doing it for anybody else. Uh, you're doing this uh, for yourself. You got the best intentions in mind. You're not out here being like super flagrant, trying to offend people. You know, you're just out here, you know. And and mm -hmm. the reason I came up with like uh, no room to talk is because like now we are so we and, and I saw this coming. Like I saw this coming when we started giving away participation awards for like, you know, school sports and stuff. It's like you can't even have a conversation about a topic without people being offended by just the, just the conversation. If you can't have the conversation, mm -hmm. how am I ever going to see your side of the subject if we can't have a dialogue? So like, that's why I'm like, I'm doing this. Like yeah. I want to like, just have lots of conversation with different people and we may not see eye to eye on everything, but I think that's what really, you know, pushes people and makes us better because mm -hmm. we don't see everything the same. So, you know, that was my real like antithesis for wanting to come up and do uh, a podcast of my own. Dope, man. Dope. Yeah. I mean, that's that's deep, man. But it's, it's true. I mean, I, like you said, I think that there's no better time, especially right now, with like you said, everything that's going on in the world and everybody kind of being quarantined, you you know, you at the house, you know, you're doing your own thing. So it's like, you know, hey, I'm, I have all these ideas, you know, and, and, and you know, you got your friends and stuff that you can normally talk to. But it's like, man, why not try to push this out to a bigger mass and just see the, you know, see the response, see how people think about it. Um, and see what you know like you said it's me sharing my thoughts and that's what i, I preface uh every every episode with um in the intro is at the end of the day like this is me you know what i'm saying this is my list i'm not you know what i'm saying i'm not going out of my way to you know i i now i'm not gonna lie and sit here and say i don't look at you know other lists like cbr or my anime list or you know what i'm saying like crunchy roll stuff like that like i'm not gonna lie and say that i don't do that but 
when I formulate my list, it's based off of the shows that I've watched. You know what I mean? If I say that this is my top 10, you know, fights in anime, I'm not saying a top 10 because, you know, I'm not I'm not going up on CBR or my anime list searching top 10 fights and then going down through from 10 to 1, you know what I'm saying, on what they said. It's ones that I specifically thought. Like, my fight might not even be on there. And you know what I'm saying? If I want to say that the Goku versus versus uh, 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 PyCon fight was the best fight that ever happened in Dragon Ball, then guess what? That's my opinion. You know what I mean? So I think that it's um I think that it's just dope that like you said that you were able to say, hey, you know what? I want to talk about this. I want to you know speak to what I want to speak to, and this is this is where I am. You know what I mean? This is this is my podcast. This is where I want to talk. So that's dope that you that you set that um, that you set that up. You set that in motion. So in the day, like Um, you get out there, create, do something. Like if if you don't do nothing but like collect bottle caps, hey, you be the best bottle mm -hmm. cap collector that ever existed. Like that's why I think like people need to like push themselves Mm -hmm. towards something, achieve something. Like don't let this life pass without you striving to do something for yourself. Like hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree, man. I agree. Um, and on that note, man, I think that that was a dope in, in, interview. It took, it, this was a longer interview than what I anticipated, but hey, I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I'm these are but these I'm starting to notice that these collaborations are a little bit longer of uh, episodes, hey, but I love them. I, I love them. Like I'm down for long episodes. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, what we'll do is uh, we'll take a quick break. Okay, cool, man. And we're back. Thanks for sticking around. If you guys uh, didn't catch the first part, we did a, a interview no with my boy Shaman from is, yeah, is it no room? Is it no room to talk? Got you uh, from the uh, No Room to Talk podcast. So we're gonna go ahead and try to jump into the actual meat and potatoes. Like I feel like the I feel like I thought that the interview part was gonna be you know what I'm saying just the just the uh, that was gonna be like the appetizer, you know. I thought that I thought that talking about retro Monday would have been the the meat and potatoes, but I feel like the interview was the meat and potatoes. This is gonna be maybe dessert at this point. I feel like we skipped the appetizer. Um, no, uh, no two for twenty reference. Uh, this 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 week from Applebee's. So, uh, but uh, so the the main gist of this episode was this is season two. So. So I and I don't think I even told you All that, right. but you were literally kicking off my season two um, for the podcast. Um, so this is the start of season two, and um, we're going to talk through again. It's called Retro Monday. So Retro Monday, some dope shows that we both talked about from the '90s. So starting us off in normal fashion, like I always do, because I'm a mouthy and controlling type person. Um, we're going to go through my the the way that. Um, the way that I normally do this is a show a ranking episodes when it aired and a synopsis. And then we're going to give our opinions on that. You good with that? All right, cool. So the first show that we chose was, well, it wasn't necessarily a show. It was more of the idea. So we talked about Gundam, um, which we there, we all know that there are so many different versions of Gundam um, that are out there, but we talked about specifically which ones we enjoyed. So I'm going to start with mine. Uh, so I started with mobile suit Gundam. Um, so that was, it was ranked as a 7.7, 49 episodes aired April 7th, 1995 to March 29th, 1996. Uh, the synopsis is basically the United Earth Sphere Alliance is a powerful military organization that has ruled over Earth and space colonies with an iron fist for several decades. Um, now in the year after colony 19 or 
195, Bitter Colonial Rebels have launched Operation Meteor, sending five powerful Mobile Suit Gundams to Earth for vengeance, um, built out of virtually indestructible material named Gun. Gundanium alloy. These Gundams begin an assault against the Alliance and its sub-organization Oz. So, essentially, in this show, we follow Hero, Duo, Catra, Troa, and Wufei. I always forget about Wufei, but I got them all right that time. Like, normally, I call Wufei Shing Long all the time. I call him his Gundam's name. So, I'm glad that I at least remembered Wufei first and that I actually didn't call him by the wrong name. Um, so we follow all five of them in there as they are Gundam pilots piloting these mobile suit Gundams who then attack uh, Oz and, you know, the, the Alliance and everything like that. Really dope show. Love the show. Probably my favorite character in that show is Duo. Love Duo and Death Scythe. But I do love Zex Marquis. Like Zex and Trey's, they, they, I don't know, I feel like they had a weird kind of relationship going on like i think it was like taboo like at the time i don't think anybody just wanted to say like hey you know trey feel trey feels some type of way about zex but i think that they did and i'm okay with it i'm not one of them type people that's you know what I'm, saying? I'm not a basher by any means necessary i'm here i'm all down to support the lgbtq community i just wish i think that this is one of those shows that it happened so early in the game that it wasn't acceptable then. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that they would, they would, they weren't going to let people be like, Oh, can we ship them together? Cause, but they were always close. They were real close. But anyway, I digress. They both had partners that loved them. So, I mean, obviously they had relationships themselves. Um, um but anyway, my favorite Gundam, what about you? Uh, which, uh, which Gundam did you end up talking old, about? Uh, kind of more recent, but it's the, um, Iron Blood Orphans. Um, and it had a run from October 4th, 2015 to April 2nd, uh, 2017 with 50 episodes. Um, it's one of like, I just really appreciate and love that show. Um, it's also one of those ones where it's like, you know, everybody uh, gets it. And it's really not a happy uh, type of show. Um, the main characters uh, of this show, uh, you have Mikazuki, um, who actually pilots the main Gundam of this series, which is the Barbatos. Um, uh, his friend, or Orga, and basically they're in charge of Team Tekken, which is a group of orphans, um, which again, Iron Blood Orphans. Uh, the children of this series are considered like child labor, so they're considered like uh, basically uh, trash. No one cares about them, but they're trying to find their way. Uh, and they come in the middle of a uh, civil mm. war uh, between uh, it's a the prince. Let me see what his name is. Good luck. It gets a lot of deep with intrigue here. Uh, McGillis, um, who is actually trying to take down uh, Gallahorn. Um, and there's a lot of intrigue, a lot of uh, things going on in the past. Super action packed. Uh, it's two seasons uh, season one, uh, season two, but it's a, a really, really dope. Uh, and I, the reason I love this one a little bit more is mm -hmm. the the Gundams themselves are a little more organic than uh, a lot of the other series. Uh, so, yeah, Iron Blood Orphans, really dope. Check that. Um, yeah, it's it's really one of the, the best series I've seen. So, yeah, Mikazuki, uh, Orga, McGillis. Uh, it's just uh, the constant battle between these uh, kids from Tekken. You see it the whole way. They're just being used as a tool uh, for other people's games, and uh, you never—they never really 
the main protagonists never really get to see um, all their work uh, come to fruition. Okay, now. Yeah. <laughs> you still there? Okay, now. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so the next one, I don't know what I don't know what what happened. Um, so the next one was um the next one that we were kind of talking through was uh let me see, I'm trying to pull it up. It was Cowboy Bebop. So the 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 OG Big Daddy Cowboy Bebop. Um, so Cowboy Bebop 8.9 um April 3rd, 1998 to June 26th, 1998. 26 episodes. It's so crazy that it's only 26 episodes when you think about it. Um, but essentially with the synopsis for this one, and I recently covered this one on another um, episode, but the reason why I like the synopsis is because it's very cut and dry, but it gives you a chance to kind of expound on, or expand on it. So the futuristic misadventures and tragedies of an easygoing bounty hunter and his partners. That is literally the synopsis that I got. Um, when it's so much more, so, so much. And, and it's crazy to me that thinking about this show, with 26 episodes. So 26 episodes is all this show had. Uh, a running time of, uh, or a running airing date of what? April, May, June. Like three months. Three months, 26 episodes. But this show goes down as probably one of the most iconic and 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 great treasures of like the, the otaku like fandom. Um, it was just a dope show. Like, I feel like the music was amazing in the show. We, we kind of recently, or we talked about this a little bit earlier, but the, the, um, the music was amazing. Like the music was amazing. The, the artwork was amazing. The art style was amazing. The voice acting was amazing. The, the, the space, the way that they made the future look was amazing. Um, just the the different bounties that they had to deal with the normal day-to-day that they brought in with ein and ed and Faye and you know jet and everybody like that all the characters that were there and just seeing them go from day to day you know what i mean like on what they end up doing like the fact that they don't have no money like bounty hunters but you ain't never cashing in no bounties like um, a cast of individuals but none of them are like a weak link and they all get to have like their own art 
and which is so crazy, it's only 26, like only mm-hmm. 26 episodes, but you have so much meat on that bone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it just from, you know, from Spike to Jet, from mm-hmm. Faye to Edward, even like Ayn even comes into it. Like, it's like all of these names. And I love like right when it gets like towards mm-hmm. the middle, that's when you start getting those episodes with backstory. It's like, hey, this is what goes on in Jet's life. This is why Jet is the way he is. This is way, okay, how did Faye come to be? All right, now we're learning about Faye. All right, what is Spike's, like, what is his motivation for? Like, what really gets him? Because Spike, for the most part, he looks like he's very laid back and aloof and just handles things. But when it comes to his issues with Vicious, that's when you see a whole entire different side of Spike. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things I love about this show. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, yeah, the vicious, vicious, and and vicious and um, vicious and Spike. Like, still to this day, like I don't care what anybody says. We we I, I kind of joked oh, yeah. about this earlier <laughs> with, fight, with fights, but that fight where Rain comes on. Uh, when they're in the church, bruh, forget about it. I can I can watch that fight just by itself. Like I mean, y'all can watch the whole show. Obviously, I watch it ten thousand times. And um, on a previous episode, I did talk about the fact that like I bought the collectors that did like the, I think the twenty twenty five year, the twenty fifth anniversary. I want to say collective editions for this uh for for this i got the steel book set and the original artwork certificate of authenticity the whole the whole nine yards man i went i went all in on that spent a lot more money than what i anticipated um but but i, I went I went the whole nine on that show but watching that specific fight like and hearing the music the build-up that happens you know getting to that fight the 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 music that you know what i'm saying like the snow the way that they set the atmosphere and the ambiance of that whole fight like from a from a from a a show standpoint not a not a not even just from artwork but just from an actual show like we're not talking we're not talking about like a, a little you know tit for tat you know hey i punch you you punch me type fight like that fight went there like it went everywhere um I think that's probably one of my favorite fights, but it's a it's a dope uh, dope show. Even even and I, I don't know if you're one of those type of people, but like even the aesthetics, like just watching them in space, seeing you know Jet pass you know Spike a, a cigarette and seeing it kind of like just float through the air as you see like the ashes come off of the cigarette. You know what I mean? Like they took so much time and detail, especially for a show that came out in '98. They took so much time and detail <laughs> at that in that specific show to put all of that in there, like the TV yeah. inside of the TV, like as far as like when you watch an anime, just no. you know little things like that. The like show, it just the show, made it, that it, show it just, just kind of cool. pop and come like, together. And like um, yeah, that, everywhere you look, you know, it, it's cool. It's like it's future, but it's retro. Yeah. Um, you know, it's dirty. It's gritty. Uh, you know. Everyone's mm-hmm. got struggle, you know, from the protagonists to the people going about their day to day lives. Everything is just like uh, it's 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 very like film noir in a way, uh, like the old school, you know, detective type deals. Um, it's it's just one of those shows that you know soon. And and can we just say about the intro? When the intro comes on, it's like okay. I'm ready. Like this, that's one show that you knew. Like, okay, I have to watch just from from a moment go. Um, and I like with most people. I have like, oh yeah, you no, know, I'm sure, pretty sure we're gonna get into yep. it. But I have like my favorite episodes like of this show, and like they're, they're all a bit, you know, 
uh, different for reasons why. Like it's just mm -hmm. an overall just a dope show, and I think uh, if you haven't watched anime, like that's something you should definitely definitely pick up is some Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, like you said, the, just the opening itself. Yeah. Um, that anytime you hear that, da -da 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 -da, I'm like, oh, that's it. Like, I can't, I can't turn away. I can't I, if it's on. I can't turn away. I just can't. I can't turn right, so, away. Uh, uh, like, but no, I mean, you. I mean, again, hey, go like, ahead, man. Run, run, up, run through a couple episodes. Um, so, uh, in this episode, there is a uh, a pair, a blob, a parasite that's going around and uh, attacking the members of the Bebop. Which is the which is the ship uh, that uh, <laughs> that all the characters are on, and mm -hmm. no one can figure out what's going on. And it's very and when it starts off, it's very uh, alien uh, because you're seeing it from the perspective um, of this this unknown creature that is mm -hmm. like going around through like the uh, the ventilation and uh, of the ship, and just each one of the characters comes into contact with this thing, and it's just the whole hunt for it and each one of the members gets infected uh by this thing and then it's up to spike to figure out like what's going on like he has to attack it and again a very alien because you know he's got the uh the propane uh flamethrower <laughs> looking for this thing and comes to find out that he mm -hmm. stashed away some food in a refrigerator <laughs> for a uh good time uh to have later and he had and it's spoiled <laughs> and, and become this thing. <laughs> and the look on his face yep. when he opens that refrigerator, <laughs> you see the, like, the growth of everything inside of the thing. It was, it was amazing. And for him to, like, to, to burn it up and then I'm to mm -hmm. eat it, like, it was no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was, yeah. Like it wasn't nothing. Like it's just, he's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I just it. got attacked just by this, but hey, it looks edible. Then, Let me uh, just go ahead and, and bunch down on it real quick. And again, the names, the names of these these episodes, are like, are like also like they catch you too. Um, Black dude, um, Black Dog Serenade. Mm -hmm. uh, just when you get to find the backstory of, of like what happened to Jack, uh, you know, he is uh, on the hunt for a bounty hunter that he previously hunted down with his old uh, partner. And it's the reason by him losing his arm and getting back into it and finding out that his partner was crooked the whole time. Right? It's just like that whole like twist. And uh, yeah, again, that was mm -hmm. the uh, mushrooms, uh, mushroom samba. And like, granted, again, like some people was like the the black characters get like are very stereotypical, but having yeah. Exactly. Big like lip, big lip, and uh, afro, big lip, a whole yeah, bunch of hair like an afro yeah, or something like, like that. It's mm -hmm. Edward and a group of black characters uh, in this whole episode. Like you don't really even see Faye, Jet, or Spike much at all in this episode. Uh, and the music, um, just it, it was so. Mm -hmm. It fits every every bit of music that they use. Like fits what's going on, what you're seeing in the episode. Uh, and uh, my funny Valentine uh, again. We mm -hmm. see that you know Faye came from you know shoot wealthy family, but during the time when she was actually alive, she was sick. So they had a cryo freezer, and then she's you know wakes up in the future, you know 
Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any because time has moved on. And uh, she runs into a, a con artist. And, <laughs> you know, and you get to see, like, why she is so uh, emotionally detached from everything because she is a person who was snatched out of her world and then dropped into another one. Um, so, again, that, like, that's those are some of, like, my favorite favorite yep. episodes. But, of course, uh, the, the, the final... Uh, season finale uh, it was dope. Uh, it, everything like I, I really just—it's unfair to even pick like favorite episodes with this series because each one of them were so good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, and it it pulls you in from the—I mean, the very first episode. Like, it pulls you in at the very first episode. If the intro doesn't get you, once you get into the first show like the first episode then it's it's yes. it just immediately sucks you in because if i'm not mistaken the first episode is the one with the the red eye in it yeah the, well, i think it was and it wasn't the red eye coyote i remember that they said that in the show but i don't, I don't remember the title of it but yeah i remember it had it had something to do with the uh with the red eye but yeah it, it kind of sucks you in from the very beginning um you know like just yeah. the, the immediate connection that they give you to uh, spike like from the very yeah, beginning the, the first one uh, Really, really uh, I mean, it's just like uh, so many other names, like you know, yeah. Stray Dog Strut, Honky yeah. Talk Women, uh, Getaway Shuffle. Uh, they already kind of like laid a foundation for like what you're going to get into, like what this whole thing like is about. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, Yeah, they all have that. What's called? They all have that feel. To me, they all have that feel of like an album. Like it's it's uh, it's almost like when you're listening when when you if you were to look because I have a again in that expensive bundle that I bought. I have the I have the vinyl. Like I have a vinyl of all the the songs, the music from the show. So when you're looking at it from a vinyl standpoint, it literally looks like you're listening to an yeah, album, it, it, like an actual vinyl cool. album that um, talks about like, these shows. Like so it's really dope thought, the way they named like, them all. Went into, like each one of these episodes, and like you said, if you do like read through like you just pull a list up one through 26 and read off the names of it sounds like you're reading an album mm-hmm. agree wholeheartedly i agree um let me see so we got mobile suits we got our gundams we got our cowboy bebop let's transition into some yu yu hawk show so yu yu hawk show uh 8.4 aired october 10th 1992 to, to december 17th 1994 112 episodes synopsis one day 14 year old yusuke yurameshi suddenly finds himself dead having died pushing a child out of the way of oncoming traffic since he has such a bad personality even the spirit world was caught by surprise that he was sacrifice himself yusuke soon finds out he was supposed he wasn't supposed to die and has a chance for resurrection and bringing his body back to life (laughs) after being resurrected sasuke or sasuke wow yusuke (laughs) i mean hey sasuke in in yu yu hawk show be dope too i think it'd be called like shushu hawk show um but uh, Yusuke becomes a spirit detective along with his comrades and one adventure after another happens, whether it be an investigation or a fighting tournament. I'm going to let you start uh, off well, with this one because I feel like show, I, I talked uh, one of those your head, the, 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 the whole, one, the whole last one. Immediately, uh, it's one of the ones that I always knew came on um, Adult Swim and that's, that's when I really picked up on it and started watching it. 
uh, it's again the thing that I like is that alternate side, like the uh, after death, like it, uh, which is a big thing in uh, Japanese animation. It's like the other side, um, and that's one of the things I really did appreciate mm-hmm. about the show. And the characters were so mm-hmm. were so cool. Like Yusuke himself, um, you know, badass. Uh, was, I forgot how to pronounce his name. I'm terrible at pronouncing these guys' name. Uh, Kodorogi. Koda is it Koda Kodorogi? Who? He ain't. Kuwabara. That's it. That oh, uh, uh, you talked about well. There was there was um, Yusuke Kuwabara. The, the, the tournament. Yeah. Once they yeah. get to like the fight tournaments, uh, those are the best um, for me because it's like heavy action mm-hmm. and. None of their guys are like, hey, world beaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think that Wishka, I think that with that, I think that with that, you know, when you look at like the, the way that the, the characters are set up, like you said, dope characters. I mean, you had Yusuke, you had Kuwabara, you had Karama, you had Hiei. Um, you had Botan, Kawenma, um, Genkai, like even and even and even when you get like you said, when you get into the to the uh, when you get into the tournament, then you get to see some of these other characters you fall in love with. Like still to me, hands down. Like I love obviously the fight of the fights is 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 Yusuke versus um Yusuke versus the younger Taguro brother. Like that's hands down the fight among fights. Yeah. But the fight with him and Chu. Like I don't know if you remember that, but that was the one with the, the dagger match, where they put the they put the daggers down and they basically put their Achilles up against you know the dagger or one 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 ankle up against the dagger and they basically just fall out just slug style blow for blow like a boxing match. Um, that fight was was an amazing fight. Like even with Gen with with the 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 the, the wind uh, the wind dude. That was like flying around and stuff like that. Jen, I think that's his name. Jen, not Gen, but Jen. Um, just all the characters that they introduced you to, they all served a purpose. And that's the one thing I can enjoy about a good show. It's like, I don't want to just have a character get brought into my life for no reason. You know what I mean? Like, there's enough names and enough characters that I got to keep up with for you to add and throw in another character that I'm going to see them for maybe an episode and then they're going to disappear and I'm never going to know. I'm, I'm obviously going to want to know what happened to them. I'm going to have to search and find out, did you kill them off? Did, are they going to come back later? Like, yeah. I don't even know. But in this show, I feel like everybody that they introduced served a purpose. So um, it was just like you said, a dope, just a, a dope, uh, a dope, what's called dope fight. And this is one of those ones okay. that I like. I like the dub. I, I'm a dubbed over sub person. Like I'm a I'm a dubbed over person um, on this show because cool. And, and you know the who makes it is Kuwabara. Like Kuwabara's voice on the on the on the sub version is that like kind of like higher pitch. Not not as bad as Goku, but like it's still pretty bad. But I like his American voice. Like I like his his dub voice because of that. Like oh, you scared. Yeah, okay. like, because he looks like a guy that would talk I, I like think that. That's what like kind of so gets makes, me away from the sub. Sometimes is the voice that they do give to some of these characters are just a, they're a little jarring to the ear. So <laughs> I'd much rather hear like silly dub sometimes. Uh, but sometimes also the translation mm-hmm. can can also be kind of messed up because sometimes I will watch uh, a dub with subtitles just to see exactly mm-hmm. what the uh, 
what they really wanted to try to say, and it doesn't match up a lot of times. So, um, but yeah, uh, this was like one of those shows, mm-hmm. like again, that you can watch, and uh, if you like like tournament type, like, again, like with the uh, Naruto, like they were always like in some kind of like a, a tournament or a fight, uh, but. Yu Yu Hakusho was like really that show that like really brought that on to me because you had so much going on because you had you know the spirit detective um saga where you know it's uh Yusuke is like learning about him being this like spirit detective uh and then getting into the the dark tournament and and transforming it and him like bringing in other fighters to fight alongside him uh, I love team building like in 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 anime it's like you know there's always, mm-hmm. there's always those guys that's like, hey, we're not really cool, but I like what you do. So, you know, and we, we're going to fight it out and you're going to prove to me why I need to be like part of your team. Uh, and, and that's one of the things I like. I love about anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and like you said, to this, to your point, once you get into the dark tournament for this show, you get to see a totally. I'm huge off of, and we can we can move on after this part, um, unless you got something else. But I'm huge off of character development. If if I'm watching a show, when you talked about what you thought, you know, constituted a good versus a bad um, anime, to me, like fights, fights, you know, what I'm saying some kind of fights. I'm I'm one of those type of people. I'm weird. I do like a somewhat of a romantic relationship between at least a couple of characters, which this obviously fits to build with he and uh, Keiko. But um, the third thing for me, the third biggest thing, uh, well, not in no particular order, is character development. So, and I think that, like you said, the simple fact of the, in the synopsis, this was very uncharacteristic for him. You were, he was a bully this whole time. He was a punk, a ruffian, a delinquent. He was all of this stuff, but then he does something that immediately puts him on a different path. Like, he could have just as simply let that kid get hit by a car. He could have just as simply walked away. It wasn't, it had nothing to do with him, but he takes that chance. And now that, that spirals him down a totally different path. It was almost like at that moment, he had that option. He had the, the, the fork in the road. You know what I mean? He could have done one or two things, but the simple fact that he took a different route, the path left traveled, you know, and decided to do that. Now there's character development. Then you go into him learning with Genkai. That changes him again. Then you go into the dark tournament. He changes again. So there's constant character development that pops up and he rears his head in this show. And that's what I I love. first um, show of, you know, selflessness when Mm -hmm. he saves that child and sacrifices himself. You're like, okay, so he's not everything that he is perceived by everyone mm-hmm. in the world of the story that you see from the beginning. So you know that all right, there's a, a greater purpose for this individual, even though outside voices yep. in his world see views him as one way. And, you know, and that and that's what I like about you know anime. It's always you know every one of us can be like the hero. It's mm-hmm. just like what decision do we make? Uh, and finding that hero inside of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so the last show that we got, man, the last show um, <laughs> is Neon Genesis 
Neon Genesis Evangelion, or Evangelion, however you want to say it, uh, ranking at 8.3, um, airing October 4th, 1995 to March 27th, 1996, 26 episodes in total. In the year 2015, the world stands on the brink of destruction. Humanity's last hope lies in the hands of Nerve, a special agency under the United Nations, and their Evangelions, or Evangelions, um, giant machines capable of defeating the angels who herald Earth's ruin. Um, Dr. Ikari, head of the organization, seeks compatible pilots who can synchronize with Evangelions and realize their true potential, aiding in the defensive endeavor as talented personnel Misota, head of tactical operations, and Retsu, chief um, scientist. So, essentially, what this show is, and this show, dude, and and might I add, like I said, I, I went back in and I rewatched the show before we uh, got into it because it's been a while since I've watched the show. Like this show was very, it was, and it, it was crazy because you know they said that that show was supposed to take place in 2015. So it's weird to see that they thought that this was what was what 2015. You know, like a, a weird piece to say, hey, you know what? Specifically in 2015, this is how it's going to look. It's like, nah, it don't look nothing like that. But it was just crazy how technologically advanced that they were and how psychological this whole show was like there was so much like especially when you get to like close towards the end like maybe like the last three or four episodes it gets so deep and psychotic like i i literally like i had to go back in and watch them a couple times i was like okay hold on why are we here what did we do that got us to where this dude is you know where everybody is doing this this interpersonal relationship and viewing themselves what in the world is going on so it was just really really deep um but it begged the question and i always think about this when i think about certain shows like this is something like this going on? Like, I, I ain't saying that we got, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that we got no big robots. Obviously, we see robots walking around. But, like, is there really, like, some organization, you know, behind the strings that's, you know what I'm saying, that's doing something? Because the way that this show made it seem was, is that this very well possibly could be a thing. Now, I don't think that they're, you know, they have a city underground that's, you know, got, you know, skyscrapers and stuff like that and bringing people down to it for safekeeping and things like that. I don't think so. But realistically, I mean, would we, we, we wouldn't know if they were doing it right, you wouldn't know that it existed. So it just begs, like I said, and it's, it's all conspiracy theories. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and just entertain that. Cause I mean, that's a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down, but I'm just saying it just, it gives you that feeling like something yeah. like this could be a thing. Like I could potentially see, and they, they kind of pulled a little bit of this. When you think about like, Pacific Realm, like when they did that, um, it's that whole, you know, we had obviously that we're not the only people, you know, everybody believes that, you know, we're not necessarily the only people in the world. Um, so, or not in the world, but, you know, in the universe. So it's like there could, you know, I mean, in a, in a hypothetical world, this could be a thing. So um, I don't know. I guess I, I say all that and, and, and then I, I toss it to you like a Kobe, uh, like a Kobe, uh, 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 so. This is one of the now. When I say hey, anime is very layered, and it it talks to much deeper than how it presents itself. This whole entire show is about internal struggles. Um, every one of the characters have different forms of struggles of, that they're trying to deal with. Like for mm-hmm. the main character Shinji, 
uh, Shinji is filled with a lot of self-doubt, but he's also looking for constant approval from his father. Um, his father basically, uh, which a lot of us uh, can get trapped into, is a man who is solely focused on his work. Uh, and he does not have time for like personal um, relationships. However, through his work, he comes into contact with Ray, which he also becomes like a father figure, much so to her than he even is to his own son, to the distress of Shinji. Um, and then Ahsoka, who she's always been like the best at everything and everything's given to her. And now to actually see what like a true prodigy is, someone mm -hmm. where they don't have to try, but they don't feel it in themselves. And she hates that in Shinji is that she realizes that Shinji is more accomplished than her, but he does not carry himself mm -hmm. in the way that she would, you know, kind of like rub it in your face. And, you know, there's so many inner struggles and so much like, and like you said, like, Mm -hmm. uh, they even get the talk on like um, even though they changed it uh, from the when they went to the dub because uh, there's a character the fifth child uh, Carol he does have a it is a love interest with Shinji but of course at during mm -hmm. the times they could not really and they didn't really want to like get mm -hmm. into that because you know it really was really frowned upon which it's something that I think is, is very helpful because, you know, there's so many people that have these, you know, internal struggles about who am I really? Like, how can I be like my, my true form, my true self? Um, and that is something like they briefly touched on in this series. So like, yeah, you like the big robots fighting giant aliens. That's cool. But there's so much more here. And I, I, I anyone who's watched this, I, I promise you it's going to take a second and third watch mm -hmm. for you to really start to come to terms and understand what you've just witnessed. Well, and, and not only, and the crazy part about it is not only that, yeah. but to your point, these are 14 year old kids. Like the majority of these kids are in this show. I think they're 14 ish. So they're 13, 14 ish. So it's, it's crazy because, and it's the polar opposite again. And I'm, 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 I'm comparing apples and oranges, but I'm doing this specifically with, with, a uh, with an end goal and an end game in mind. 13 and 14 in this show, the psychological piece that they went through, the simple fact that they are also feeling themselves uh, in puberty. There was the episode where uh, okay. uh, the, 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 the chick, uh, two, pilot two, you said her name elegantly. Yeah. I can't, I can't say it. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, what's her name? Yeah. She, where there, there, you know, the episode where she was having a period where she was emotional. They were, there was this emotional piece. You compare that, the the depth and everything psychologically that these kids and things that they had to deal with, with again, another yeah. popular show, which I, I love the show. So I'm not bashing it by any means necessary, but a Western show, Big Mouths. I love Big Mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I absolutely love the show. I've watched all the seasons. I, I, I get upset every single time that a season comes to an end because I always want to watch more. But, but, Though these kids are essentially around the same age 
and they're they're dealing with two totally different things. Now, granted, one of them is obviously dealing with saving the world. But if you if you strip that away, like you said, layers, if you strip the fact of of the robots away and you strip the fact of they're literally defending the world away, you strip all that stuff away. These are two sets of of 13 year old kids who are dealing with two totally different things. Um, and I think that it's really, I think that it's dope that they allowed the layers and they allowed the depth, they allowed the psychology behind this for these young kids. And even, even with, uh, yeah. with, uh, Misato, um, with the, the girl, the, uh, the, 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 the chick who was, who they were all living with, uh, well, except for Ray, even with her, like when her, or her dynamic, like you said, they, if these relationships were, damn near frowned on you know what i mean but she still tried to make things work she realized it within her own self she had self-doubt she had self-hatred for her dad which then sacrificed sabotaged her relationship because the guy she was dating was like her dad um the 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 main chick uh uh, rasuka uh or or, uh uh, akagi (laughs) the the main doctor you fell in love with the same dude that your that your that your mom was in love with. Like if that ain't twisted and messed up in some type of way, like I don't know what is. Um, and first, and 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 to caveat off or to to slide off of that, how old was damn Doctor Ikari? Because 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 you know what I'm saying uh, her mom, you know what I'm saying, looked like her age when they first got into it. So uh, let's you know we talk about maybe she was 20, maybe he was in. At this point, yeah, if 50s, she was twenty, maybe. that means she would have been forty. So that means he would have been four. He, well, I, mean, I guess, I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, the, the homie didn't have no salt and pepper going on. That's, that's the one thing. It's it's always funny because it's like in anime, like that's the one thing that they get away with, and it's it's okay. You can get away with it, but you don't ever have to worry about t- age. You know what I'm saying? Like age is age is irrelevant. Like each like like uh, Ichigo was like 16. You know what I'm saying? Like 16, 17 when this whole journey started. So it's like you look at him, but you would think, nah, he he clearly is 18, 19. Like he he looks like he can go buy a pack of cigarettes. Um, but, but really, he can't, he can't even drink. This man is like, drinking water, so or, 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 or some prune <laughs> juice if he wants to get fancy. Um, but yeah, yeah, like like in 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 this show, like you said to to your point, in this show at thirteen and at thirteen and fourteen, and I and you know I remember being a thirteen and fourteen year old. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think that I don't think that. Th- that was anywhere near my thought process. I wasn't thinking about like who am I, you know what I'm saying? Like that that stuff that hell I thought about. You know, I'm I'm just now you know <laughs> doing a little bit more reflection within my last you know my late twenties that I was just sitting down and I was kind of like you know what, what do I want to do I in my life? You know what I'm saying? Who, who, who do I want to be? Like I'm thinking about this stuff late. You know what I mean? And these kids at 13, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like if 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 I died today, who would miss me? It's like what? Like if you died today, your dad would miss you, but he wouldn't. It's like, no, you're right. Your dad definitely wouldn't miss you. Like this dude don't care. He like, hey, get up in that Ava, get your ass out there. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we we cry, you know what I'm saying? I remember you know, I cried, and I think I caught a I caught one of your episodes where you were talking about it. I think your your mom yeah, was yeah. having you kind of get up early or your dad was having you get up early and to go 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 um 
uh, hit the hit the streets and like shovel it and everything like that to get it ready for you know for somebody to go to work. It's like you know I felt some type of way about that. You know, like I'm, and I'm in the south, so I never had to deal with the snow part. But you know, like maybe going outside and starting the car for my mom. You know, so to make sure that you know it was it was it was defrosting before she got ready to go to work, stuff like that. You know, and I was I was complaining about that. You know, I'm cussing up under my breath. You know, I'm feeling like damn, you know, for the old lazy can't even go out here and such. Exactly. You know? And I'm doing that just based off of that, bro. Your dad literally told you get in that robot or get the hell up out my face. Like, okay, so (laughs) I'm responsible for the lives of everyone in this building and Mm -hmm. everyone in this city and everyone in the world. So I have to come back. If I don't come back, everybody dies. Mm -hmm. Like, I just need to pick, like, do I want the strawberry or the blueberry Pop-Tart before I leave? Like, that is, like, that is my big decision, mm-hmm. like, at 13 years old. I'm not here trying to figure out, like, do I have to save the world? Um, and, and and that's why I said, this show is one of those heavy hitters. Um, and I tell anybody, like, hey, you think, don't think that these shows have layers? Do you don't think these things have oh, levels? Yeah. Watch Evangelion, like it is that type of show. Um, like, like mm-hmm. again, like there's so every. And, and, oh yeah, and I don't want to say it, like no, these people aren't flawed. They're human. You know, like we all have you know things that are going on. We have our own self doubts. We have our own fears, uh, our hopes mm-hmm. for the future. You know, and that's what these characters are wrestling with. And I think that's like a testament to like the writers and the creators of the show to actually make that, you know, feelable, you know, it's, it's, it's palatable. You can, you get it when you see it. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not thrown out there in your face. You know, it's there for you if you want it, but if you don't, you still get an entertaining show nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Especially for this show to be 1995, like 1995, like for for this show to be old, you know what I'm saying, like old in that sense. Because yeah. um, we all know, I mean, we you immediately shoot. I mean, at this point, early two, you know, 2000s up to 2010 right. now is retro. You know what I'm saying? Like any, you, you got to be damn near, you know, 2019 and even 2019, everybody's saying it's old, you know, quote unquote old. Um, so for this show to have, like, like you said, so many layers, so much depth and so much um, creativity and the way that they filled everything out, explain the storylines, explain the neural links, explain, you know, these these terms and things like that of how these pilots are connecting with these with these Avas, what these angels are and things like that. The way that they laid this all out was just amazing. Uh, I mean, I give the I give the studio and the and the directors nothing and but the, you know, the, the, the best, like, uh, the, the best, you know, the credit, awesome. the highest like, praise that I can give it. So it's a really dope, dope like, uh, like a really dope show. Like they're just like the whole organic structure, the, the craziness to them, mm-hmm. the color scheme uh, is it, it, just an amazing show. And again, I can't stress it enough. If you out there, you have not watched this show, mm-hmm. just give it a quick run. You will not be disappointed. You got no excuse. <laughs> 
Yeah, and this show is on Netflix, so um, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, because everybody has everybody has Netflix. I mean, like if you don't have and if you don't have Netflix, we all know use your cousin, brothers, sister, aunties, best friends, ex baby daddies. Uh, you know, what I'm saying like log in, like you know, what I'm saying everybody everybody sharing somewhere. Uh, use somebody log in, get it, and uh, and we'll go ahead and sit down and watch uh and watch this. So, um. Yeah, it's it's dope. It's a it's a really good show. Um, really really good show. Um, so I think that I think that that brings us up, man. I think that you know, um, obviously the recap for this episode, we had a great interview with my boy Shaman Shaman here from uh No Room to Talk podcast. Um, we had a great interview with him. We went in and we talked about um just some old retro shows from the 90s we talked about our favorite gundam we talked about cowboy bebop we talked about you hog show we talked about neon genesis evangelion um thank you guys so much for sticking around and supporting the show as always you can find me on twitter at instagram on twitter and instagram rather at anime talk 12 and would you say they can find you man all day shade go there Hey, if you want to find out anything about the podcast, hey, I appreciate it so much. Hey, this is all really like for you listeners out there. That's why we do this. All for you, man. All for you. All for the all for the fans. Um, if you're if you're obviously if you do like what you're hearing from my show, from his show, please make sure that you reach out to us because I know that interaction is huge, especially when it comes to podcasts. People want to know that you care about the person behind the podcast. So reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Um, uh, and just like, I mean, um, that's it for me, man. You got any shout outs? Any anything that, like I said, any, any additional a, stuff like, that you got going new, on? You want to talk uh, about real quick? Better sound to it, but we're coming. We're stepping things up. We're gonna get a whole new sound a whole new feel to the podcast so that's the no room to talk podcast check it out tell a friend and tell a friend help me help you help us that is the game plan so appreciate you Matt, so much for having me on your show i had a great time dude we need to do this again though this is fantastic Oh yeah, for sure, man. As always, like I said, we, we can definitely put something together and get something down the pipeline. Um, so I'm really excited about that, man. So again, that's my boy Shaman over at uh, No yeah. Room to Talk Podcast. Make sure that you guys go out, take a listen, um, and reach out to him. And as always, until <laughs> next time, peace. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you so much, bro. I know that this took a lot longer than what it was. I think it's probably one of my longer episodes, but it's probably one of my most interacting ones. So I definitely appreciate it, man. Absolutely. All right, later. All right, I